if meditation is approached with great seriousness, it becomes clear and obvious that the ego mind, the person that you took yourself to be, is a fictional character. And the more you recognize its unreality and its nature as a software program in which its desires, its urges, its fears, its confusions are built into it, inherent to it, and that this program is designed to suffer and to create suffering for others. You will also begin to notice that the suffering within the ego is increasing day by day. A point will come, whether you have reached it today or not, that it will be of the highest priority to get out of this fictional character. To be free of the suffering and the confusion, the dread, the anguish. Throughout our world today, people are suffering as never before, in the West as well as the East. And there's a massive epidemic of suicide because people cannot handle the anguish, the pain, the emotional suffering, that they cannot either endure consciously or escape through drugs or through any other means. Little do they know that suicide doesn't end the suffering, but actually makes it worse because the ego doesn't die, it enters into a bardo state from which no one can awaken one from the nightmare of the ego. And that moment that one realizes that the fate of the ego leads everyone to a point where they feel like they have to die to get out of it. can only be prevented if one realizes that the ego can die while you remain alive. Because the ego is not real and is not alive. It is only an artificial program.
But when the anguish reaches too high a level, it's very difficult to get out of the ego. It's very difficult to sit and meditate if one is in too much emotional pain. We see that even here in this group, that there are times when people get up because they can't tolerate their pain and have to try to get away from themselves. And they create symptoms of suffering in the body in order to get it out of the mind or symptoms of suffering in karma in order to get it even further away, but it always boomerangs back. Because it is always a message that one must realize the truth of who one is. And so there are ways of deconstructing the imaginary character of the ego using logic, using psychological understanding, using dialectical reasoning. But none of that will ultimately take one further than a theoretical understanding of the ego's unreality. There must be a transcendence of thought. There must be an ability to silence the mind completely. The problem is that the ego identifies with thought. The ego simply is a stream of thinking. And so the ego cannot eliminate that stream without eliminating itself. And because it has a terror of the void, even though it hates the suffering that its own thoughts create, it fears even more the end of that. And it fears having to face what is repressed under the stream of conscious thinking within the shadow. It fears recognizing how much harm it has done to itself and others, and how much time it has wasted, and how much love it has failed to give. and how many opportunities for growth it has passed up. And so the ego's reservoir of shame at some point becomes too great to face, and one prefers simply to die than to face it. And yet, that's when one has to face it without any cushions. But one cannot process it after death. It has to be done while the body is alive. And when one succeeds in tracing back the truth of who one is and extracting the true self from the ego mind, one discovers that the self has nothing to do with the ego's story, 
nothing to do with its beliefs, nothing to do with its traumatic experiences, because the ego was never born. The ego has never been created. It is simply the silent witness of the experience that goes on within the matrix of the mind. And the real self has never suffered and never will. And the real self is not a bodily being, nor does it have a form of any kind. But the concrete thinking of the ego can't grasp that. It's too ineffable. And so the mind wants to hold on to a self-image of a body and of a finite nature that can be controlled and seemingly kept in a situation where one can defend it. But there is nothing to defend. The self cannot be harmed. And the self does not die. Nor was it ever born. And the moment one recognizes the truth of this, one will not return to the illusion of the ego. And once one recognizes that we are in a dream, or a motion picture, if you wish, a holographic, technologically advanced simulation, as many scientists are now actually coming to believe and theorize. Just as in a dream or a movie where you see millions of people die, you don't cry over it because you know it's just a fictional story. When you see that this dream of a world is not real and that no one actually dies or suffers, only the illusory character. And that at the moment of death, at least they are free from that character's physical suffering. One understands that this world is a school it is here to teach us something about the nature of reality that could not be taught without entering into a laboratory such as this, in which we experiment with different forms of, consequent, of, of, of consciousness and discover the consequences on a large scale of the interaction of those different kinds of consciousnesses. And what we have discovered is that the ego consciousness cannot survive in a world with peace, with love, with harmony. At the soul level it's possible, but the soul is not stable 
as we have seen, there is an entropic process that brings about a fall from soul into ego. Because even soul is a fictional vehicle of a wider scope that carries the consciousness from one fictional character to another in an episodic narrative of epic proportions so that the soul can enjoy every possible way of living and environment and situation and lifestyle. But all of us have had many lives and many deaths, and we're still here. But now we're at a point of approaching planetary death. And the creeping Armageddon that we have been experiencing for the past number of years is about to increase its gait to a gallop. And we will look back next year at this time upon this year and think this was paradise. Because the scale of the catastrophic events that are about to unfold will be so massive in nature. The earthquakes that will change the shape of continents and the sea rise that will eliminate many islands and parts of the world at sea level and the various other events of war and plague and destruction of every kind. And even in a place as peaceful as Costa Rica, the economy will collapse and tourism will stop and we will see that there will be massive violent crime and food shortages and every possible problem. The world is becoming a Mad Max situation. How are you going to respond to that? There will be no government to keep order. There will be chaos. And the governments will create even more chaos and oppression and deal with the situation in ways that create more harm. But the health institutions will break down. There won't be hospitals, no matter how good your insurance policy is. And there won't be any of the other things that we take for granted. And in many places, there'll be water shortages. And there will be an inability to drive your car and get out of the city that has become a jungle because there won't be any gasoline. Do you understand the nature of the situation that we're about to face? And do you see how close it is and are you making preparations? And not just physical preparations like so many are doing as survivalists, because it isn't about that. It's about understanding why this karma has happened and transcending it so that one is able to offer blessings in this collapsing world. 
and to help guide those souls who are leaving the body to be able to return to the supernal light. But only if one is in that light and one has already been saved from the illusion and the suffering oneself can one offer any help to anyone else. But the massive kind of anxiety and suffering that people will soon be in will be of such a scale that it will become intolerable if you are still attached to the body and to other people who are suffering, who you cannot help at any egoic level. And if you are still attached to the illusion and mourn over a dying world, until we understand that this world is a dream and understand the dynamics of how it came to be dreamed into being and how it can be redreamed and how you can participate in the co-dreaming of a world that is not suffering, you will feel the hopelessness and despair that comes of feeling there is no way out and no God, and no source of salvation. But this is not the case. There is a real, true power that saves us from the suffering that seems to be apparently destroying the world. And when we recognize the real that is indestructible behind and within the illusion, we will be able to remain at peace and to offer peace that is authentic, that will enable those who are suffering, whether physically or emotionally, to enter into a higher vibrational frequency that will bring the balm of love and of the joy of knowing that one is in the protective energy field of a benign and loving God. But only if we are willing to overcome the ego's incapacity to know or feel that subtle frequency and therefore is of necessity an agnostic because it cannot achieve gnosis. It's at too low a level to know the truth of being because it is mired in duality. But when the mind has been freed of this dualistic illusion, and from its identification with the body, then the powers that are latent within us will emerge again. And those emergent properties of consciousness, once activated, will eliminate all suffering at a single stroke and bring the world to not only a state of restoration, but of perfection but one will no longer care about that 
because one will have transcended to the level of the author of this dream. The power, the bliss, and the wisdom of that supreme beingness is not something one will ever choose to leave again. The choice to be able to abide as that self while alive here and now and be of service to those who are still suffering in the illusion is the only opportunity we have to give real service of that Supreme Being so that we can provide guidance and a radiant energy transmission that can reach the hearts of others and bring calmness and peace. But we must have gone through our own rite of passage of death of the ego and rebirth as pure spirit in order to be able to access that energy, that love, that knowledge, to be able to function as angelic assistance of the one who is bringing the world through the stargate of the Omega point to a new beginning. We must be those who have the power to go through that stargate now and not wait for the end of time but by voluntarily going through and being pathfinders for others, we will be able to shift the morphogenetic field and pop the quantum wave function that has so far proved to be a barrier. And by collapsing that wave function, enable the God consciousness that is now restricted only to a few who have been courageous enough to make the journey to the supreme level of the spectrum of consciousness to be available to all. And it is this gift that can be provided of the transmission of cosmic consciousness and liberation from karma and from pain that is the only offering that is worth providing at this time when all other forms of services will fail. The time is shorter than one might want to believe in which to make this transformation effective. It is up to each of us in our own hearts whether we think it's worthy to go for that goal or whether there are other things more important to you. But soon those things will fade and their importance will fall away completely. And there will be only one thing you will care about and that is salvation from your own mind.
to those who seek, the solution to this problem will be given. The power that has created us and brought us into this phenomenal situation is benign and loving and is guiding us to grow to a level of psychological and spiritual maturity that we would not otherwise attempt to reach if not for the extremity of the circumstances in which we will find ourselves. And so all of this is a blessing, no matter how horribly the blessing is disguised, it is a blessing, the greatest blessing, because there will be nowhere left to go but into God consciousness. There will be no other diversions possible. Those who do this ahead of time will find much more return on their investment in God consciousness than those who forcibly come in at the end. There is great good karma. There is great blessing of love and joy. There is great wisdom to be had. There is the possibility of graduation from this school, so we don't have to come back and do it all over again. And there is the possibility of the ultimate and supreme liberation. So, each of us must decide in our own heart and conscience what to make of all of this and what to do. But until one has discovered who one is, one will not be able to think clearly and accurately about it because the very paradigm of the ego prevents one from full understanding. And thus, the practice of meditation and the silencing of the mind so that one can abide in the heart where the wisdom is and where the love and the power are. Through that abidance, one will be given everything one needs to navigate one's way through this coming period of tribulation in a state of grace. So no matter where your body travels in space, know that you are never disconnected from the source. And the more that one surrenders one's heart to that source, recognizing it is not an other but one's own real self, the more that one will be able to extract oneself from the illusions of the ego mind and achieve freedom.
what we are learning through this ordeal that the world is entering into is the value of love, the value of community, the value of presence, the value of truth, the value of nobility. And all of those old classical values that we threw away through entering into the capitalist life of superficial consumerism and narcissistic concern only with one's own bodily well-being and appearance. we will be able to return to become embodiments of those highest values and enjoy the fruits of those values through our own inner transfiguration. And it is through that transformation of our own being back to the highest level of purity and goodness that makes us worthy of a world that is restored to peace and beauty and worthy of graduating to the next level of reality beyond this world. Whatever path we choose or are chosen for, know that the power of faith and of loyalty to the truth which includes the open-hearted capacity for love and generosity and surrender to that which is higher and truer and wiser will bring you automatically to a life situation in which you will be able to flourish. Your intentions do matter because the world is made of consciousness and it responds to every thought and desire and impulse of the mind and the heart. Whether we are connected to it or not, the world is magical. Right now, the hegemonic force is that of black magic but the power of white magic is now growing. And it is that power based on the love of truth and goodness and purity and the one self of non-dual unity of all beings will prevail. And if you have given yourself to that non-dual level of consciousness that transcends the ego, then you will prevail over all obstacles and all illusions of suffering and over all setbacks. It is in the nature of our true being to be victorious over all obstacles because we are inherently empowered to be masters over the mind 
It is now only remaining for us to choose to claim that mastery by doing the work that will earn it. I hope that this weekend has given some tools to enable you to go further on the journey on your own if you are only visiting the ashram. But know that we are here to serve you in any way to be able to achieve the goal of liberation. And know that wherever you are, we are always connected through the vibrational frequency of love. May you grant yourself the blessing of knowing the glorious nature of your real being the majesty, the power, the beauty, the royalty of your true spirit, and allow that supreme nature to emerge fully and be embodied in your life as an example and a guide to all who you encounter, and one who can be a catalyst for the upliftment and the healing of other souls who are seeking relief from their own pain. You have infinite potentiality within. You only have to touch into it for it to begin to emerge and fill your life with joy. May you have the courage to stay out of denial and to be aware always of what is happening at the subtlest level and you will be given precognitive advanced warning to remain safe. If you see the signs or hear the voice that calls you, to change your direction, heed those warnings. Blessings to all on your journey. Namaste.